When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who lives in the kingdom under the sea? Namor, Prince of the Wait, no, that Prince of the Prince of the Ocean, Prince of the Sea is Aquaman. No, Namor's King of Atlantis, but but Aquaman is also King of Atlantis. Screw it! We'll just have to figure it out. Is the SpongeBob SquarePants involved in this somehow? SpongeBob is basically like Namor. I mean, they're they're both they're they're both not fish. So he's Namor that you can use to wash the dishes. Too. Yeah, I mean, he has a he has a kingdom of. I mean, well, I mean, he's not he's a fried cook. It doesn't matter, folks. Welcome back to Second Print Comics. I am your host, as always, the remarkable Remzo Martinez. Bring it to you, the miraculous, mighty Mr. Mark Claire. Mark, is Namor a fish? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes, because it's meat it's between the same bread. Question. It's the same exact question. Uh, no, Namor is not a fish. He's a mutant. He's a mutant man, a half mutant, half Atlantean. Is that? They never get into his origin. Well, we'll, we'll get into his origin, but they don't really. It's just presumed in this in this issue we're going to look at today. Yeah, so if you're a fan of Long John Silver's restaurant, you might love this episode because Namor isn't an episode. Namor is not a character that p- characters that people. I'm getting all the words messed wow. up. Namor is not a character that most people tend to love, but a lot of people love to kind of hate him. It's mm. kind of weird, but That's very true. But while Namor might not be a fish, apparently now Namor is a Mexican. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. That's what the yeah. trailers seem to indicate. Um, but I'll, I'm open to it. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, Aquaman beat them to the punch. As and, always, uh, is it is it cool or not? If it's cool, we'll let anything slide. T- Tenoch Huerta, who, who's playing Namor, I will say he looks badass as Namor. If you're going to cast somebody as Namor, I can see this. Because uh, we're, we're going to get into today's issue, Submariner. The first issue of the Submariner from the Golden Age of Comics going back all the way to World War II. We'll be covering this. Uh, I'm not going to go ahead and put up a trigger warning because this was a comic put out in World War II. So if you don't know what to expect, that's your own problem. So it's just going to be weird. Is yeah. What saying. Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is an odd one. And before we dive deep under the sea with our good pal Namor, uh, I want to remind you all, all the ways you can help us dive further under the comic book podcast i don't know where I'm, going with this. I'm very tired remzo i'm very tired my jokes might not be all landing today but nonetheless you can follow us everywhere and anywhere on the social medias of course at second print pod on instagram and twitter at twitter on twitter man it's it's it's, it's gonna be a fun one today i'm, I'm a little bit delirious remzo it's the florida Under the man. ocean you know, go with the motion we shall yet- see I haven't yet built up my Florida man energy. So st- uh, right now I'm in the, this place is draining my energy mode, but we'll get there. 
we'll get there. But yes, follow us everywhere on social media. And of course, if you want to support the show, if you want to support uh, Remzo and I, who uh, battle through thick and thin to bring you an episode every single Wednesday, you can do so over at patreon.com slash secondprintpod, where you get all sorts of incredible, if I do say my, so myself, bonus content. And early episodes like this one. You could have already heard it. You didn't have to wait till Wednesday. You could have been, well, you probably, well, this particular episode, yes, you're, it's, it, the early release will be very close Let's to the Let's lower release, the but, standards. But usually you're going to get it a couple days early. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. We've already talked a little bit about the topic of Namor. We're going way, way back before he was a mutant, before he was an invader, just around the time that Namor was just the Submariner. Mark, what is your knowledge and history with the original man from under the sea? Well, as a uh, longtime listeners of the show know, I was an early Fantastic Four fan. I, there, that's a book I jumped right into. And so my familiarity with Namor pretty much was all through the Fantastic Four because he's, he's pretty much a recurring Fantastic Four character. Uh, is that why we're not we're only seeing him now? Now that they that Fox was he grouped in, you know, legally with the Fantastic Four characters? Is that he why kind, we're... he kind of was um, yeah. they they acquired him. They acquired a lot of a lot of characters actually at one point they um they had characters that even marvel itself didn't have full rights over like miracle man it was kind of weird how they did all that yeah um yeah but basically i just know namor as, as kind of a dick <laughs> a dick who's always uh you know was that kind of sue always had sort of these side eyes for namor uh in the fantastic four comics um uh, but he was like one of those and it's I would compare it to especially for our, our friends and the North South Connection feed where you can hear the show every single Sunday. Uh, for the wrestling fans out there, he was kind of like a, a a a cool, either like a, a, a like a cool babyface or a, a badass sort of like a heel people love. A heel, of course, is like a bad guy in wrestling. And Namor sort of acts like a bad guy. He's kind of an asshole, like a bad guy. He floods this occasional city when he gets a little upset. So he does bad guy things, but he's kind of like a bad guy in a way that you kind of like it. Kind of like a Stone Cold Steve Austin. He'd come in, cause destruction, wasn't really being nice to anybody, but people just loved him for it. So that's kind of where I, where I would peg Namor as a character. Yeah, I, I started collecting uh, Namor comics after, I think it was a Civil War. There was a six-issue limited series called The Submariner, which took place immediately after the Superhuman Civil War. And it was... It was actually pretty good. I, I got its name more a little bit more during the Dark X-Men era under the dark reign of Marvel Comics. From there, he would actually go and become a uh, main member of the X-Men for about three, four years. And that was pretty awesome. And then at some point... I did not they, know that that happened. Yeah, that, that happened. At some I point... I see him and Emma Frost hitting it off. They actually... No, they, they, they did a retcon. They actually did have a history together. Oh, all right. When she well, was part go. of the Hellfire Club. So they, they tried to go. throw a lot in there. That. Yeah, so I mean, there was a there was a lot of there, there was a lot of cool Namor moments, and the, as they went ahead and changed some stuff, like making him the first mutant, which would make him, uh, which would no longer make Apocalypse the first mutant. I guess it would it would make yeah, Namor. How's that time? Yeah, with that? I don't know. At, at some point, they also killed him too. They cut or is off. Is he Namor. older than Apocalypse? No, he's he's not that old. He he's not he's not like immortal or anything like that. But at some point, um, they actually killed Namor about three, four years ago, and I guess they thought that was a bad idea, so they brought him back. So I don't know where Namor kind of stands. I understand that during the uh, Avengers versus X-Men era, which is the final event which killed my longstanding romance of Marvel Comics, uh, Namor flooded Wakanda and like killed a ton of people, and uh, he kind of just went back to doing his own thing. So I have not seen 
our uh, friendly neighborhood submariner anywhere recently. He's just, I don't think a lot of people know what to do with him. And when they do get him, I feel like they're just trying to figure out, like, is he gonna, is he gonna save us or is he gonna drown everybody? He's like, he's like evil Aquaman. That's all I'll say. Like, he's done more bad than he's done good. Namor might be a Greenpeace ally, but for most of humanity at large, he's pretty cool with the idea of total genocide. Yeah, when it suits him, uh, as we may see today, depending on uh, your view on Nazis, genocide, things of that yeah. nature. So speaking of that, I wanted to go way, way, way back. One of my goals for the remainder of the year is to actually cover some Golden Age and Silver Age books, since a lot of my stuff has been uh, from the 90s onward, primarily around 2000 to 2005. But I've always had kind of a, uh, you know, kind kind of a, a relapse where I just want to go back and see where everything came from, the good, the bad, and sometimes the propaganda and in between. Namor, for some people who might not be aware, he came around the same time as the original Human Torch, Captain America. He was he was created by Timely Comics before they became Marvel as a character that was used as a propaganda tool against the Germans and the Japanese during World War II. So from the original uh, Captain America issue one, where you see him punching Hitler across the jaw, um, Captain America was in Europe while Namor was largely fighting in the Pacific. So so you're gonna I mean, you're gonna see a lot what, of that. What here. could be more patriotic? What could what could inspire one to go off to war more than a half human, half Atlantean fishman with wing wing? He doesn't have the wings here in this, does he? Huh? Eh, does he? No, does. I don't think he does. No. Oh, maybe. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Must okay, so later. so let's let's just oh, go yes, ahead. He does. And- yes, he does. Page three. Anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, he does have them. They're just they're very subtle. They're very hard to see on the. You can't even see them on the cover. Yeah, so let's just go ahead and look at this cover, and then we'll just go ahead and jump in. Namor is unique. One, he kind of gave off more of a circus strongman vibe because he was just wearing his Speedo. And this is the Submariner number one for those playing the home game. He's so he's he's wearing a speedo. He's got a widow's peak haircut, and he's got elf ears. And we'll just go ahead and for now bring up the fact that he's got winged ankles. I don't know if they were going for Greek God or Angry Christmas Elf or something. I never understood the winged, angle, winged ankles, but now they're just classic to me. So I'm glad we are getting the winged ankles, right? We saw that in the trailer. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, they're they're big, the, they're too. The that would, they, they even went for the full, uh, you know, elf ears. Cough, cough, black Adam. Do they serve any purpose, though? Do they help him swim? Do, are they why? It seems silly to think that that would help make him fly. He can name or fly. Is I there think? a single fish that has feathers? Not that I'm aware, just not only that, if not Namor's that a I'm fish. I'm aware of only if Namor's a fish. Namor's a fish. Well, actually, no. This would make him more bird. Namor is part bird, part man, part fish. If you really think about it, I also love um, his just he has just the letter S on his trunk. This is such a Ford in 1940s thing. Just like Captain America has the A on his head, so you don't forget where he's from. Um, this is to remind you that he is from. He is a submariner. He is from under the ocean. Nothing, nothing gives off like under the ocean vibes, though, other than the speedo. No, I mean, elves don't come. For, elves don't gotta, come from the ocean. You got to dress for prime, uh, you know, prime swimming. What's the word I'm looking for? Velocity. Something. I don't know. I'm not a swimming expert. I thought but, the I thought the wings would hurt that. But there's though. a reason he's quite shaved. I guess is what I'm saying. Okay, so basically, uh, we can assume Namor probably gets a Brazilian if we're going are with that. Crazy. He looks more like Spock. 
does. I wonder how much Spock in I wonder how much Namor influenced Spock if we're if we're gonna I'm go gonna down say, that rabbit. Now hole. that I see this, now that you say this, I'm gonna say one hundred percent. Does Spock have wings? Does Spock have ankle wings that we'd have uh, let, let, Let's go ahead and I've make... I've never seen Spock's ankles, so it's possible. Maybe. Let, let's go ahead and make fun of this. This is the Submariner in the Deep Sea Blitzkrieg. We go ahead and open this, and I, I just want to mention, like, this is around the time in which Captain America has just hit stands. The Invaders will come out about a year later. And then yeah, there's we'll, actually an ad for Captain America number two in this. So that's could, how, could you that's imagine? How could you imagine what it would be like to be, uh, you know, Ditko and the others as they're creating these characters, not knowing that they're going to become so much bigger a century from now? Imagine showing them Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh my God, their minds would be blown. Blown, I tell you. Imagine wow. how they'd feel when Namor became a Mexican. They'd be like, "Well, Mexicans can't swim." They were probably they were probably be very upset by it if, if, they're men of, <laughs> if they were men of the times. Like I think they might have been, but, but we, we don't need to go there. By the way, really hardly any credits on this. You can barely see on the front page um, by Bill Everett underneath the Submariner, and he apparently I, I looked this up was the writer, the inker, and the penciler of this book. But they didn't really do credits like they they do now. You know, like you had you had no. a really you had to squint to find out who, who did this book. Yeah, this is back in the time where it was like, you'll get a nickel a page and you'll like it. Go have a cancer stick and some ash sandwiches or something. I don't know what they ate in the 40s. Um, and anyway, <laughs> I think it was ash and uh, peanut butter on rye. Something like that. Yeah. So anyway, we go ahead and open up and we see Namor standing atop a Nazi submarine. As we go ahead and enter this tale, the Deep Sea Blitzkrieg. I feel like they were a lot more bold with their story titles. We automatically know that just based off of this, Namor is obviously not a Nazi, which is good. Uh, there's a lot of dialogue in here. There's a lot of force exposition. So I, I was I was actually reading um, Young Marvel Man, as Patreon listeners will have known. I think I also brought it up in in, a, in an episode we did on the main feed a while ago. That Young Marvel Man book is funny. It has a whole collection of Young Marvel Man stuff. But it's just like they're they're telling you everything that they're showing you. And it's just like they were just I, I tried not to be mad because at the same time I'm reading this, I have to remember this is when they're just trying to figure out the comic book formula. So of course they're gonna also kind of treat it like a book, but you know, the, the artwork does not always help. So sometimes you need the exposition in here. Basically, uh, we've got a Nazi submarine, uh, you know, the German U-boats are going around, and what they basically want to do is they want to go ahead and invade Antarctica. And kill Jews. And kill Jews <laughs> and Atlanteans. So basically, they're going to Antarctica, and what they're going to do is they're going to go ahead and try and invade Atlantis. How do how they know about it? I don't really know. Let's just assume Marvel history. The Nazis knew. This so is the like Nazis, real history, though. I mean, Hitler was, uh, the Nazis were obsessed with sort of um, a lot of cult mysteries, including they did have like bases in Antarctica because they were exploring something there and they did have an obsession with Atlantis. So this is not, uh, this is somewhat historically accurate. In a, you, in you, see a, you see a lot of that in those Hellboy episodes that we yes. covered. Yes. Yeah. This one just doesn't come Namor off as serious. Hellboy as a, as a taking would, place in World War II? I would, I would like that Can story. we make that happen? Can someone we, make that happen? We should do a fanfic. Come on, people. Get on it. So basically, we see, um, and I just want to preface: I don't think Namor had been oh, and, introduced. And Namor and Abe Sapien. I mean, there's there's so much you can do here. Both fish people. Yeah, fish battle, fish yeah. battle. Uh, yeah. So basically, the uh, the Germans are blowing up parts of these um, you know giant glaciers to try and 
get through to Atlantis. I guess Atlantis is somehow stuck around Antarctica. And we see Namor just poking his head throughout through the ice. And he's just like, ah, I must stop this somehow. And, and it looks very James Bond, James Bond-esque in a way. Because what you have now is you have like these Nazi divers in these green suits. It just kind of looks like, you know, it, it looks like have, something from that era. And just like Namor has the S on his belt so you don't forget who he is, they have the little Nazi symbol on their little underwater belts, which is just adorable, frankly. Yeah, and you go on to the next page and you just see U-boat after U-boat after U-boat. And what they're doing is they're just blasting everything. And what what's Namor going to do with, you know, his pointy ears and his little, you know, little flighty ankles? He he can't really do much. So Atlantis is under attack. And this is where things get they weird. They never give us any backstory of, of Namor here. They just like, here you go. Here's, Here's the fish man. Yeah, like and and he, he looks and he lives with these green guys and he's not green like them, but we never get any I don't think we really, maybe there's like a line or two, but we don't really get much of it. Yeah, I want to preface that if you're going to get attached to the green Atlanteans, don't, because they get retconned to blue people. Not like Avatar blue people, but just like blue people. And uh, basically what ends up happening is... They're like, they look like the, uh, some of those weird... uh, Sea monkeys. The Eternals. Remember in the Eternals that we read, the Jack Kirby Eternals? Oh, the lizard people? Yeah, they kind of look like the, um, what are they, that... There's the Eternals and the, the Deviants. They look like the Deviants looked in the, in the original. Yeah, uh, they, they, they kind of do. These look like, more it's like... It's literally the same design. These are like your your sea monkeys that you probably had and, and killed as kids, but... And one of them was wearing a bathrobe. Well, that's not just like. anybody. That's that's the Emperor, and the oh, Emperor... Well, that's why he gets the robe. Yeah, yeah the Emperor gets the robe, and, and, like, this story moves so fast, and there's no no explanation as to why. You just gotta be... You just have to experience this, folks. So does anyway, Namor become the king of Atlantis? We, we, gotta, we gotta a, get to that point. Okay. Because it's about to happen. Because what ends up happening is we meet the emperor. He's in the robe. He's just like, Prince Namor, you are brave and reckless. We must, uh, we are at their mercy. And he's basically capitulating as to figure out how he's going to surrender this giant undersea kingdom to the Nazis before some, uh, you know, some like knight errand or something is like, Your Excellency, the, submar- the submarines return. And, and they blow up this build this like rock out. I don't know if they're still underwater or above water. Let's assume they're underwater. They basically launch a missile, yeah, uh, it's torpedo. Like a, it looks like they have these like fake whale boats that the Atlanteans have. That's what it looks like. And they're like in one of those whale boats near an iceberg. Yeah. So they, they blow it up and now the King is dead and Namor is just like killed our beloved emperor who never harmed a hair on anybody's head. Revenge. I'm going to guess as an emperor, he probably harmed a hair. He probably, well, he probably didn't. He probably ordered a hair or two harmed. Like, come on to be an emperor. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta harm a hair. Uh, Unless, unless the sea monkey people are somehow more refined than those humans. Maybe. I guess it's possible. Yeah, so what ends up happening is uh, Namor ends up being in charge of the Atlantean army. They get their little boats together, and now what they basically have are these airplanes that make no sense because what they're now doing is it's basically like head-to-head war between the U-boats and the Atlanteans. But not only do they somehow have like airplanes that somehow go from the water up into up into the sky. And they're not like the Aquaman jets from like the Aquaman movie. They somehow have these like these like um cannons on top of these icebergs, but we don't really see how they got there. They're just there. So maybe they were already there and they're disguised. I I don't know. I don't know if these are carbon neutral. Like the Atlanteans are not doing a lot to help save Antarctica. 
Horrible ESG score from for the Atlanteans. They fail. They fail. So what we do see is that they, there's actually a pretty cool battle scene for a couple pages. The Germans and the Atlanteans are just like going head to head. And eventually the Germans ultimately decide to surrender. And Namor is just like, hey, you know, we won't kill you if you just, you know, surrender right now. But what ends up happening is they they lie. So they end up shooting more of them and you see more of these sea monkey people who all look the same the atlanteans they're on top in these cannons a few pages away and as uh namor is diverting their fire by flying or diving or i don't know he's doing some some type of mutant michael phelps thing it's not he clear jumps, what he's doing yeah he's, yeah, he, he's basically <laughs> he's basically trying to draw fire so he got everyone to pay attention to him by offering their little like peace deal that didn't work out so as everyone is shooting at him this gives the atlanteans the opportunity to shoot back into the u-boats so you, you see this giant um this uh you know this giant fight in which most of the u-boats are getting sunk and then you have the one nazi commander he's just like we're in the last safe u-boat so u-boat submerge fast and get the submariner dead or alive so as they're diving down and down and down this is when we get to really see that namor is not just like you know a regular man who lives among sea monkey people he's actually like a fish person so he's down more and at this point he's fighting a those person or a person fish that's hey, listen, Sea Storm fucked him. So he's man that enough. That did happen, yeah. That did happen. That's canon. I like to think so. Is that can is that main MCU canon? I mean, I know they, we they don't, definitely they did don't, in, they in don't, they don't they don't they they uh, okay. Ultimate strong, 100%, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. There's strong insinuations that it happened at one point. Sue ran to Namor long enough. Too some many uncomfortableness times. around it. Let's put it mm-hmm. Yeah, the speedo tells a tale. Uh, so anyway, he's down, and what you actually see is that he uh, he grabs a few of these Nazi divers with their guns, and he just starts like taking off their helmets and like beating them. Sorry, yeah, so, so he drowns them, and this is meant for children, so he drowns them and beats them. It's okay to do violence if it's Nazis, I think. I yeah. think that's the rule. Yeah, come on, children. So eventually what he does is he grabs a giant rock and and like swims towards the... Um, the u-boat and they see him and they're about to launch a torpedo but what he does is he shoves the rock in the torpedo bay so then it blows up beginning to sink the ship so basically what they're doing now is they've uh, blown up part of this like see the aforementioned cave. genocide <laughs> yeah like th- this seems to be a trend so what you have now is you is you have a bunch of um uh, the other divers, they found like the secret cave that gets them into Atlantis. So he goes ahead and um, swims over there and he's fighting them. But he's eventually somebody with their guns knocks him underwater out. somehow. None how can of this, that really, how can you swing a gun underwater like that? I, at, at least in Thunderball, <laughs> they the had work underwater. Guns. There are many, okay, there are harpoon guns. Fair enough. Well, you still see the like, you know, the swam bam without the like, you know, noise to indicate when a punch is a bam and when a gun is a bang you just see the sparks of the guns which also don't make sense because if the nazis had this i, I think they would have done more stuff I but think they would have perhaps done but we might be speaking german right now yeah so somebody somebody ends up uh 
knocking out Namor, and uh, it's more of a prior- it's more of a priority for the Nazis to kill the Submariner than to go and invade the 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 Sea Monkey people. So they go ahead and bring him into the last U boat, and everyone is just like Heil, 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 and um, the one Nazi commander who has basically lost his entire fleet is already toasting himself. He's like, Ah, we are invincible, my navy, my U boat command, my own lightning squad, ah. He he says "ock" a lot. I don't know if they're trying to make fun of Germans or what, but he he says this a lot. Now, thanks to what I did, the submana is dead. Yeah, ah, Don Sweater, what's this? What kind of joke? Because he he has his arm that goes around him, so he's thinking that somebody's messing with him. No, it's Namor. He woke up because these Nazis are dumb as hell, and he goes ahead and starts like using them as like pin as like bowling pins. He's like throwing them at each other and knocking them all down like something out like Scooby Doo. And uh, eventually, a giant German goes ahead and knocks him out. So these are not the most competent, ger- g- you know, Germans. And if this story sounds as ridiculous, or if I sound like I'm just floating over it, I promise you, it is literally this. This is not the you know the Golden Age is not remembered for the best storytelling. It's known for existing. Yeah, it's, not, <laughs> it's not golden for the quality as much as it is for the fact that it occurred. <laughs> yeah. So so what they want to end up doing is they want to. I guess they're they're freaking stupid. So what they want to do is they want to go ahead and put him in like this pressure tank. So what they first do is fill it up with water. But here's the thing. Unlike Aquaman, here's one of Namor's real superpowers. Namor actually becomes stronger when he... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's in the water. He's less strong on land, whereas Arthur Curry Aquaman is pretty consistent, even though he has other water powers, I guess. Uh, Namor actually gets stronger, so they don't explain it here. But I think they just well, says like I'm beginning to be my old self again. So it kind of yeah. Like, so so these so power. these morons the, these moron Nazis go ahead and put the fish person in a pressure <laughs> chamber. But first, what they do is they end up filling up with water. That's a bad idea because he gets stronger and he starts tearing it apart. And then the U-boat commander is just like Ah Kimmel, it's unbelievable. The steel plates. He's tearing them apart. Soon he'll eat the hull plates. Stop him! Stop him! And then Namor just goes ahead to just wreck more of the freaking U-boat. And what ends up happening is as the U-boat is like spiraling out of control under the ocean, it ends up crashing into one of the other sunken U-boats. And I don't know how these people aren't dead yet until eventually they just hit like the bottom of the fucking ocean and the whole thing like starts to crumble and you see Nazis drowning. They're screaming, help, help, yeah. And what's what's as funny Namor is laughs and Nam- laughs Namor's and just laughs. like taunting them. He's like, it's too bad about those poor devils caught like rats, but it was my life or theirs. Now others will suffer because namor has a taste for blood <laughs> so he goes and it's i like guess shark. yeah he, he just goes and ends up um it's like huh i do like the killings yeah he, he just goes yeah he, he just goes and like make sure to really smash the last uh submarine you know really make sure everyone drowns and then he goes back to uh mel his name is just mel 
He's like, hello, Mel. I did have a tough time. How are the people? And he's just like, I imagine them talking more like fish people. Mel is just like, welcome home, Prince. We thought you were done for. The blitz was awful. Killed a number of innocents. We cannot cannot gloss over Mel's incredible underwater mustache that looks like it's made of ivory. I thought those were like whiskers. But yeah, it looks more like a giant, like, tusk. Well, anyway... The the Blitzkrieg is is over, and luckily not all the Atlanteans are are dead. And at this point, Namor, who's the prince, and we all understand how he all is related to the emperor we saw die in one panel at the beginning. Yeah. So he's just like, I don't ever want my people to go through another Blitzkrieg. It's much better to be ready to fight for your rights, because there will always be dictators and rats who will want to enslave you. USA, 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 USA. <laughs> yeah. So, so then what they have is kind of like an epilogue where you, you just see Namor like standing there, and this is what the writer is writing. The writer is just like battling a blitzkrieg under the sea, fighting, diving, shooting troops. You can sing it to defeating, the bus, square de- de- defeating uh-huh. a big U-boat armada <laughs> and fighting submarines single-handedly. What did he do? I don't know. It it doesn't. What else will the submariner do? Yeah. So what else will he do? Well, maybe we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's. Should we take a Should we take a pause? We and need to. I need what to, just happened. I need to breathe for a second because this is just a lot of. You've stuff. done yeoman's work here. Um, yeah. yeah. This is a. Uh, this is interesting. I will say. You know, I, I judge everything um, without fully giving a grade yet here, which we'll do at the end. But uh, I judge everything from different eras and different times on a curve. So while it would be hard to call this good in any way, shape, or form by any sort of modern standards, it's also kind of awesome. <laughs> and, 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 and like, it's it's just so 1941, you know? And it's 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 kind of everything I would expect of this type of book, um, you know? Nazis bad, patriotism, <laughs> even if it's Atlantean patriotism, good. And uh, yeah, it's totally fine to do violence against Nazis as long as they're Nazis. <laughs> yeah. As long as they talk funny, it's it's okay to drown them. Yeah. So that's the lesson. That's the lesson I learned. That That's all you really need. I mean, if you're trying, here's the other thing I have to realize. If you're buying a comic book in the Great Depression, this must be like one of your most cherished <laughs> items. So rather than going like a Neil Gaiman or Alan Moore soliloquy, maybe you just want to see Nazis get their yeah, asses kicked. Little Timmy didn't eat so that dad could read, <laughs> read about the Submariner's Tales. <laughs> or the family didn't eat because instead of buying a potato, he bought this comic book. Yes. Yeah. How much was this? I want to go back to this. I want to go back to the cover and see how much the cover price for this was. You know, back when like American... I just fought in World War Two. I mean, this is exhausting. Okay, this was okay, Mark. Um, how much do you think this was? Okay, well, I'm not looking, so um, I, I, if I had to guess, I'd say five cents. This was ten cents. Wow, wow. And, yeah. I mean, it is, a, it is a supersized issue. We got forty pages of Namor, and then there's some other garbage at the end that we're not going to talk about. But another yeah. 24 pages of that. So, yeah, this is like a giant size issue. Or maybe this is just what issues were. I mean, now we didn't even have industry standards at this point. This was just, sure, yeah, this is what we do. We put out this giant, giant, giant um, patriotic, even though it's, again, Atlantean patriotism, um, you know, book. And we hope people join the army. That's, that's basically what this is for. Buy war bonds. Atlantis first. I'm shocked we didn't actually have war bond ads in here. I'm a little disappointed. They do that in uh in the Captain. So I have uh, Captain America Greatest Stories, which is a um, which is a giant giant sized graphic novel of the original Captain America run from World War II, and they kept the advertisements in there. 
And it, it's like, like they were, th- this Sometimes was, I wish this Marvel limited had kept the ads in there, especially like, I love all those ads from the eighties and nineties. It's just, uh, uh, it's part of the charm. I wish they had, I wish they kept them with, with this specifically though. Like it really does tell you like that these aren't just for kids because kids aren't going to be able to buy war bonds. So what this was is this is really filling the void of cheap entertainment for you don't people. Think kids were their, using their allowance money on a on war bonds. Yeah. There's no allowance in the great depression. No. Eat your potato and like it. What do you mean you bought a comic book instead? Timmy, we're going to starve. Also, what's a comic book? Now go to your room. Yeah. You're, you're reading that Nazi propaganda. No, Dad's telling me to fight Nazis. Okay, that's good. Still, go to bed starving. Okay, we're going on to the next story. Did it, say to dr- it said to drown them, right? Okay. Yeah. Then it's fine. Um, so anyway, what we see in the next issue is that uh, Namor is fighting a shark. We don't know why yet. That's kind of setting up for the story. Uh, Namor has basically. Uh, is, are they fighting or I mean, OK, let's let's call it fighting oh, for the sake of the, the rating of this program. I don't I don't think he's do, um, I mean, he is a, he is a fish. Or a person or a person. Or a person. Um, we basically see that Namor has ascended to being the ruler of Atlantis, at least for now. Uh, there's been this terrible sickness that has gone on amongst the oh, Atlanteans. Yeah. This, was the, this was 1940s underwater COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They're not locking down. You can't lock down under the sea. It's kind of frowned upon. So uh, Namor is sitting on the throne with all his sea monkey Atlantean people. And he's just like, what is the latest report of the sickness? And you see Mel. Just a very generic name. We Mel. tried masks, but they just don't work underwater. <laughs> but guns and airplanes do. Guns, <laughs> guns and airplanes work. Um, Punching. Uh, yeah. Mel is like, it's rapidly growing. Unless we check the epidemic, we'll all be caught and die. And only one can stop and cure the trouble radium. And we have none of that at the bottom of the sea. So basically what's happening is that the humans are somehow using radium to poison the Atlanteans. So no, they need the radium to to cure them. Oh yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. yeah so basically, which doesn't seem to make sense to me, but whatever. So basically, they need they need nuclear radioactivity. This too, was medicine somehow. in 1941, Rem. So you have a headache, it takes radium, radium and cocaine. So I, I got it wrong. They need radium to cure whatever their sickness is. So what he does is he's he volunteers Namor. He volunteers How to go even to a doctor. Sit on a throne underwater. I mean, I have so many questions about the underwater physics. But I mean, where did they get where did they get the materials to make clothes? Why would fish people need clothes? I guess chilly under the sea. Yeah. So basically, he knows a doctor on land. Maybe so it's like what, a wetsuit because you got to keep the you know got to keep that that area. You're thinking right, too ready much. to go. You you're thinking ready way. Soon. You're thinking way too much into this. That's why we're here. That's what we do. So basically, uh, Namor knows where he can find a doctor to somehow get access to radium. And he volunteers to go to the mainland because unlike the other fish people, he's a person too. So he can go on land. And everyone is is starting to clap. And they're like, bravo, our leader will save us. And Namor, as he's ascending up into the mainland, he's just like, there's only one place I can go. The good old USA. 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 <laughs> USA. The home USA. of all the radium you ever need. Uh, uh, he, he pulls up into this harbor, and then he starts looking for an old friend named Betty. And uh, I don't know what Betty does 
at the police department, but she works there, but she's not a cop because women can't be cops. <laughs> um, forty-one, uh, baby. Yeah. So he goes there next, thing you know, he's just like running. He's not even flying or anything. He's just like running on the street, uh, uh, wings, ankled fish person, a speedo is running around New York. And he's just like, I'll find my old friend, Betty at the police department. She'll help. So he gets to the police department and she's just like, Submariner, it's nice to see you again. You look worried. So what we can tell from all these stories is immediately gets a shoulder rub from the submariner yeah he, he starts like uh r- you know rubbing her shoulder and he's just like hello betty i'm here to get radium to treat my sh- my stricken people can you help me get a supply from the medical center and as she's getting her shoulders rubbed and namor is just like staring at her like that dude from 50 shades of gray she's just like i would namor if i could but you're just 24 hours too late and he's like what now too late and she's just like well the medical center confidentially reported to the police that their entire range a radium supply was stolen. So basically what they have to do is they have to go find who has stolen radium. So you see him, he flies, he flies over some buildings. I don't know why he wasn't running, why he wasn't flying earlier. It would have been less weird of him to run if he could just fly there. So he, he's Gotta like... Use them ankle wings for something. Yeah, so he's flying over Central Park. He flies into this uh, into this other part of the harbor, and he's somehow tracking the radium. Eventually, uh, he goes into the sewers where he thinks that he's able to track it. How? I don't really know. Um, but he's going down there, and next thing you know, he hears somebody, and he's like, oh, it's somebody going to attack me. So he tackles him. He tackles this kid, and he's just like, ah, I got you. And then he he pins him down. He's like, "What? You're you're only a boy. What are you doing down here? You ought to be spanked, young fellow. I thought you were a crook." And he, you know, it's just some kid. And, you know, the kid is, must be freaking out because this winged ankled fish person just Jimmy assaulted him. Yeah. So this is where I meet Jimmy Fitzsimmons, and he's just like, "You're not going to hurt me, are you, Mister? I wasn't doing nothing." And the you think Jimmy Fitzsimmons is going to be in Wakanda forever? Ooh, I would like that better than Riri. Betty. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll take Jimmy over Riri for sure. Yeah, so basically, the, the you know, Namor tells the kid to scram, get home, go back and listen to your mother. She knows better. And uh, <laughs> he he runs back. But uh, as, as don't Jimmy— don't forget to eat your yeah, as Jimmy is about to get back up the uh, ladder, all the all the passageways end up closing, and next thing you know, the um, you know the, the whole tunnel fills up with water. And I love how Jimmy is just freaking out. He's just like, "Holy, malo- ma- ma- I don't know what this word is." I have holy no- mackerel. Is that mackerel? Yeah. Mackerel. Oh, what were you gonna say? Make don't real? ask. Ma- right, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I can say kefilter fish. We'll get there someday. Yeah. So anyway, um, little Jimmy is drowning and he's screaming help. And Namor forgets about the radium and he goes to save Jimmy. Eventually, he's able to somehow get him out and save him before he drowns. Uh, they're getting through there, and what they eventually see is they break through this giant hole in the tunnel that has not been flooded yet. Is a boat that looks kind of like a boat that you would carry illegal stuff on. Radium on? <laughs> yeah, radium. But what they uh, start seeing is that uh, um, the the radium has been pulled off in this very fancy-looking ambulance. So Namor uses his ankle wing powers to go ahead and chase down the ambulance. And like what a they, Lincoln Town Car ambulance. 
Yeah, and what they basically see is that they're driving from one part of the port to a whole other side of the city to get to another boat, and that the radium is actually being stolen by Nazis. So of is, course, the yeah. Nazis. So what does he do? Is he sees that it's uh, made it to this mm, giant let's see. Nazis ship. in a boat? What should I do? Maybe drown well, them? <laughs> yeah. So what he does is he finds a floating mine in the harbor. He picks it up and then he throws it at the ship cratering it Just with enough time to what go inside. Yeah, well well he goes in and is able to um uh basically this is just where he, he somehow rounds up the radium from the boat. Yeah, so this is stupid. Basically what he does is he he teams up with some other ship captain that he meets. Oh, yeah, he's like, why, why are you blowing up boats? And he's like, to find radium for my people. Uh, and everyone is just like, well, we don't like Nazis. So I love what I love when he jumps on this boat. He's like, uh, hi, sir. I'm the submariner. <laughs> he's like, I don't care who you are winged naked man. Yeah. So basically what the deal is, is that these people won't get these ship people won't get mad that Namor is uh, is just blowing things up in the harbor if he can go ahead and eliminate the Nazis. So basically what's happening is the Nazis are getting or creating this supply chain over to a bunch of German U-boats, which we saw from the last story, how Namor likes U-boats. And he goes ahead and just starts like. I'm just going to save you some time. He starts beating the shit out of these U-boats to try and get inside to get the uranium. But all of a sudden up submarines. Yeah, he's doing that. But then all of a sudden a fucking shark comes and tries (laughs) to fight him. And then another shark comes to try and fight him. So then he's just like ripping parts of this freaking U-boat. But what makes things worse is that one of the shark eats the canisters full of radium. So then what Namor does is he literally, yeah, so you know, you're just going you just got to go get your radium. What he ends up doing is he st- he like gets on the back or as my jujitsu guys will know, he gets back control. And then from there, he rips open the shark's stomach and pulls out the box of radium. <laughs> Let's just pause right there. Absolutely the highlight of this of this episode. <laughs> this is one of and the, issue. It's this both, is so one, it's okay. This is one of the best moments i think i've ever seen in a comic book he rips a shark's stomach open to pull out a box of radium let's just let's just simmer on that is this shark still alive it's not clear he pulls his jaw all the way open and then gets the yeah i think the shark it's not, no, no, no that's yeah. its stomach no. he, yep. he, yeah, now he plunges yeah. his fingers through yep. its flesh and rips it open and pulls out the box yeah that is exactly what happens yeah so he's dead so the shark is dead. So now all that means is that Namor has to go and kill more of the Nazis. Uh, luckily, he goes and does that. He submerges another U-boat, killing everyone inside. And then he's just like, ha, huh, well done, if I do say so myself. So it just goes to show you, anyone who crosses the Submariner has met his match. I am Namor, Lord of the Subsea. No one can defeat me. Ultimately, I will win all battles. Let the world learn that truth. And I will drown all Nazis. Yeah. I don't know who he's talking to. He's just like, <laughs> there's no one there. Yeah. yeah. He's just standing on the edge of this boat with absolutely nobody around him. <laughs> yeah. So basically but he has a thunderous voice because they're, these other ships are picking it up. Yeah. They're, they're getting the signal. So, and he's underwater by the way. So I don't know how this is being broadcast, but somehow everyone can hear him. 
Yeah, and I don't know what the science is behind any of this, but he brings it back, and uh, it's, he... Uh, I, it's actually, uh, it's called comic book science? Comic book science, because comics. Uh, he brings the radium back, which would typically kill everything, and it somehow helps heal the fish people of Atlantis. The end. The end. I don't, I don't know where we go from here with this story. Let's, uh, let's, let's just go... It. I, I guess it's we do. Please, please go go ahead because I, I think I still need. To, I, I I don't know how I'm going to grade this. So you go ahead. Maybe you'll either. influence me. I, oh, this is going to happen as I speak. It's just gonna it's just gonna occur. Um. So I, I think with stuff like this, just like with some stuff that we've looked at in the Silver Age, or sometimes like last week with the Ninja Turtles, I kind of use a little bit of a, an indie comics curve. So when you, I think, certain you can grade with a curve in certain situations, and I think. I think for this, considering it's 1941 and comic books had barely even begun. Um, well, what year did Detective come out? Was that like 38? 39. 38. I'm sorry. This Action is, comes out in 38. Batman comes out in 39. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's a very new medium. And um, there's just no expectation of quality, per se. And it's not even... It's, it's like, at this point, at least these Marvel comics, or they're not even, they weren't even Marvel at the time. but Timely. Uh, Timely, yeah. These these are just war propaganda um, comics at the end of the day. That's why you see Nazis as the enemy every time. So, you know, and, and it's, of course, it's silly. It's not good. And yes, I am just buying myself time while I figure out how the hell to grade this thing. Um, all right, let's start with the art. The art is not good by today's standards at all. Um, but also... It's probably still better than I could draw, but it's, it's very basic. And, you know, it, and there's so much expo- exposition. Like for every panel where you see something happening, there's like a caption explaining also what you're seeing happening. Um, so you don't really need. Man, it's so hard to grade this. I'm going to give the art a three, a curve on the curve, on the 1941 okay, curve. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's, let's call it a okay. golden age curve because we're going to be covering other golden age books throughout the rest of the year. So we might as well set the standard now. Yeah, the so golden age standard. I knew, I knew it was happening. I was never confused about what was happening. Um, there were some interesting underwater uh, mustaches. So, I mean, yeah, I don't what know did what the women look like? Yeah, we we don't have any, or we haven't seen any yet, huh? It's just a, pre, it's just a, un, it, it's just a underwater nation full of sea monkey dudes. How do they even reproduce? It's unclear. I don't know if I want to know. Well, Betty probably knows. Uh, again, writing wise, I, I, we're going to grade it again on the golden age curve and maybe on the war propaganda curve. Although I got to say, I don't know if I would have felt particularly patriotic about the, this fish guy just drowning Nazis necessarily, but, uh, nonetheless, uh, it's, there's words and things happen and <laughs> things occur. Um, screw it. I'm just gonna, I'm going to give it also a three on the right, <laughs> mostly because I just don't know how to grade this. And I think for the times it's probably a little above average. So it's, it's a little above average score. So a six out of 10, um, I will give this. Yeah. A six out of 10 golden, a golden age, six out of 10 to be clear. Now, what if this came out today and then someone was trying to sell this as a serious comic? That obviously, is how, that, obviously that, no one is. is then it's that. probably like a, a three or a something one. like that. Right. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think the curve is necessary or else like all golden age stuff will just probably be just horribly graded. And I don't, I don't think that's quite fair. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you. And I, I have a pretty extensive Golden Age collection in the form of graphic novels and other reprints, facsimile reprints, where they actually show the full ads and everything. I like to get those. A lot of those facsimiles for DC Comics were published in the early 2000s. And it gives you the whole feel of the book without having to pay out like hundreds of 
or thousands of dollars oh, for yeah. the original copies. But Tens of um, probably if you're going back to the beginning. Yeah, I mean Ditko is around at this time, so I, I I also have to keep that in mind. Captain America issue one has come out. Um, I do like the artwork considerably better than that. I I'm gonna give the, I'm gonna give the artwork a two, even by the Golden Age standards. Um, yeah. You know, like Bill Bill Finger over at Detective Comics, who was the co-creator of Batman and his um, you know Rogues Gallery of Bob Kane, was still doing better artwork than this. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the artwork a Golden Age two. I will give the story based off Golden Age standards and say standards. I'm gonna give it a three because it's just so damn funny. Like, this is just like, you know, you don't have enough money for story, kids. You want action. Nazi drowning action. You know, so I, I'm, I'm going to give it that. I'm going to give it a total score of a 5 out of 10. So that gives right, so it. An SPC 11. Um, again, a, a curved 11. But uh, nonetheless, despite, which is still a relatively low, sco- low score, I would still say, regardless of our score, no matter what, curve or no curve or a year that we're scoring it in, I would still give it a highly recommend reading it for the historical you need to You need to read it. it to understand where comics came from. Yes, exactly. And Namor was technically the first superhero because he got to stands before Captain America, which is why he was advertising Captain America issue one. And even though the Human Torch, who was an android uh, named Jim Hammonds, who was created to fight the Nazis on behalf of the Allies, he was created in, I think, an issue just called Marvel Comics. Um, he wasn't necessarily a superhero yet. He was, it was more of a sci-fi horror story. He would only later be repurposed as a superhero to fight alongside Namor and Captain America and the invaders. So really as their first superhero, I got to give it to Marvel. They're, they're following, they're following a very basic plot or timely at the time. Got to give it a timely, uh, Nazis are spying. Nazis are in our oceans. We need allies everywhere we can, even if they're, uh, uh, wing-ankled, pointy-eared fish people. Indeed, I agree. Well, uh, that being said, Remzo, I think we can pretty much wrap things up this week as, uh, do not forget, on Friday, as every Friday, we'll have another newsroom, and this week we'll be looking at our July Books of the Month, where Remzo and I are each going to pick a book we liked last month, chat about it, and that's your news. It's the opinion section, I guess you could say. Well, folks, as always, whether you're under the sea or in a pineapple under the sea or drowning Nazis, we'll see you later in the week. As always, remember, read comics and change change the the world. Good night, America. Adios. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.